Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 42 of Be With Me. We're in a 2,000-year story that's coming from the mouth of Stephen, who's going to get stoned at the end of the story, so we ought to pay attention. And I'm going to title this, You're Not the Boss of Me, or Maybe You Are the Boss of Me. So this is he's describing a battle for Boston that's been fought in the hearts of individuals and peoples for centuries, actually for millennia. He started with Abraham 2,000 years before Christ. So he starts to tell people about Jesus, and he starts 2,000 years before. And here he's about 1,300 or 1,400 years now before Christ. So this is the story. He's going to talk a lot today about Moses. So let's let's kind of jump into the story where Stephen is talking about Moses. Verse 20, at this time Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight, and he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptian, and he was mighty in his words and deeds. When he was 40 years old, it came to his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day, he appeared to them as they were quarreling and trying to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside, saying, Here it is. Are you the boss of me? Who made you ruler and judge over us? That theme continues throughout the rest of this reading. Do you want to kill me as you killed killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. Now when 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in the flame of a fire in a bush. You know the burning bush, bush story. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and he and as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place you are standing is holy ground. So we see Moses here wrestling with the concept of who's the boss of him. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses whom they rejected, saying, Who made you ruler and judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer, by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with an angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us, 
our fathers, here we find the battle again, the battle of who's the boss of me. Our fathers refused to obey him, but thrust him aside, and in their hearts they turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses who led us out of the hand out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Actually, they did know. He was on the mountain with the Lord, receiving the, the law and the presence of the Lord on Mount Sinai. And they made a calf in those days and offered a sacrifice to the idol and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. All right, so this is a nasty story. It goes for, this is maybe a 100 years of history, uh, verse 23, it comes into his heart to visit his brother. So Moses has a start of a changed heart. And he begins to see the wronging and the oppression. And the, we find the Lord coming and seeing and defending his people. Moses, on the other hand, he avenges this and probably has some anger with regards to the Egyptian. And there's some sort of a nastiness about it because in, in Exodus where it talks about the story, it says that they buried this the dead guy in the sand. So he was it wasn't perfectly righteous and he had to hide it. Verse 31. Now there's a burning bush and Moses draws near and he moves toward it and he allows the Lord to be boss of him. And he gets this changed eye, changed heart. Um, but he has lots of times to percolate. He has to go to the wilderness for 40 years before he gets called to lead the people of Israel on an exodus, which he's also in another 40 years. So we find Moses being prepared. And it's not, you know, people are not pretty. He's got anger. He's a he, Moses himself is a murderer. We already went through the other patriarchs. The 12 tribes, they're all murderers themselves or attempted murderers. And the people are refusing to obey. So what Stephen is doing is he's reminding the, the current people that he's speaking to that this, this refusal to obey and thrusting Moses aside and thrusting the ones that the Lord has sent to save them, this is part and parcel. So the the battle for you're not not the boss of me, this has been going on for a long time, and the Lord has, um, in a sense, been on the short end of that stick because people refused to obey. They rejected uh, Moses. You know, this Moses, who's he? And all along we find God. I have seen, I have heard, I have appeared, I have sanctified the ground that you're even walking, that you can even come near me. I have come down to deliver. I will send you Moses, and then, of course, I will send you Jesus. He's going to get to that point. So he's establishing the good goodness of God by the patriarchs and the promises and the covenants and the kind of the refusal, the prickliness of the people by saying, you're not the boss of me. Okay, so here's the one I want to finish up here today. The people are keep saying is, you're not the boss of me. And I want, maybe today we could say, Lord, I do want you to be the boss of me. You are the boss of me. So let's not refuse and rebel and misworship and idolize the wrong thing or thrust him aside. Let's say, Lord, I want you to be the boss of me. Let's do that today and I will see you tomorrow.